Hi, um, I'm Kat Garcia, licensed professional counselor, and I'm Dr. Emerald, doctor of chiropractic. And we are Painting Wellness. Welcome, welcome. Um, today we are going to talk about attention deficit disorder, and it is very, very popular topic um, for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so ADD... Um, and how this is sort of kind of what it is and how you can notice or not notice what they are and maybe some tips on how to manage this um, as, as you're experiencing it. So, Yeah, I, I would agree. This is definitely one of those things that I keep hearing more and more about or people are coming to me and saying, oh, I just got diagnosed with ADD or I think I have ADD. Um, so it just continues to be one of those things that um, is in kind of the the ether of conversation will say. Absolutely. And I think it's very interesting because for as much conversation as there is about ADD, um, also known as ADHD, mm-hmm. um, the H standing for hyper. So um, that's a, a different kind. But um, there's a lot of people that really don't understand what it entails. And the I get so many questions like, wow, that's ADD? Or, or you know, a lot of struggles that people have um, because they either don't know they're diagnosed with it or they have a partner or a child that is diagnosed with it um, or even a peer, like a co-worker or a, a subordinate, and they don't know what it entails. And mm. so it becomes kind of like the sticking point because it comes with a lot of sort of prejudice uh, on their behavior because they don't understand what ADD is. So um, do you know people that have ADD or are diagnosed with ADD? I don't know how many I know are or are not diagnosed, but there are some people that I would say they are, they would categorize themselves or they would identify as someone with ADD or Mm -hmm. ADHD. Okay. Yeah. So when you think about ADD, what sort of kind of definition do you give that? Like, what, what what do you think ADD is? So, I would, for ADD, I would think of someone that is kind of going, hopping to different topics or not able to really sit down on one project for long periods of time until there is something that really catches their attention. I, I think of it as, like, maybe an elephant where they're slow to get that momentum, but then once they're there, it can be hard to stop them mm-hmm. on that at times. Okay. Um, That's a very interesting analogy. Well, thanks. So, it <laughs> <laughs> works for my brain. Uh, <laughs> um, also, like, needing to move a lot, um, has a lot, having a lot of energy that they're not always sure where to place throughout their day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, those are some really good examples. So, with ADD, um... I want you to think, you know, our brain is our control center, right? Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before. And so, um, when our, the, the, in the brain of those that have ADD or ADHD, and we're going to talk about the difference in a second, it, our brain is almost like it doesn't manage certain parts Mm -hmm. the same way that a typical non-ADD person would manage and so um i say typical because when we're when we're talking about neurologic things neurological you can either be neurotypical Mm -hmm. right or you could be neurodiverse and for those of us that have add or adhd we consider ourselves neurodiverse right um or neurodivergent right and so it's really important that you understand that 
ADD is not necessarily always hyperactive. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of individuals that have ADD that do not show signs of hyperactivity. That's why there's ADD and then ADHD. But it's almost like a, I want to call it like almost like a misfire of certain areas like impulse. Mm-hmm. Okay. And impulse does not mean hyperactivity. It can be a lot of things. Um, so what do you, what do you associate? Like when somebody says ADD, like, do you have specific behaviors of the people that you know that identify themselves as ADD that you're like, Oh yeah. Or you see somebody you're like, <laughs> they must be ADD. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think now. Cause like, I feel I'm a lot of people seem to f- at times be fluid between what they would say that when they're ADD and ADHD. So I'm trying to separate that mm-hmm. piece out and I'll, I'll be one of the first to say like, this isn't my like strong suit of, mm-hmm. of knowing all, all of these different things. But for the ADD person, I mean, a lot of times it is having a hard time really working with that impulse control and being able to like maybe track all of the different things that are going on in their brain. And so it's, um, kind of the shiny shiny object sy- yeah. syndrome at yeah. time where they're like, oh, this is really exciting, and they get really excited, mm-hmm. and then it can maybe lose that momentum, and then they're ready to, to move to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. So, I, um, you know, many, many adults go their entire life um, without being diagnosed mm-hmm. um, that they have ADD. And it's very interesting because um, we find now that there are so many children diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. And I know that one of the things that you had mentioned to me as we were talking about um, ADD uh, pre-recording was the, okay, but that term has been used a lot for like, to make excuses for behavior. And what what does, I mean, how do you really differentiate those things? Mm -hmm. And that is absolutely true. And I think, um, I remember one time having... A conversation with somebody and um, they said well it's incredible because this person was um, in their 50s and said well when I was young nobody had ADD and you you know you would get spanked or you would be told or whatever and I said well and those are the people that now struggle mm-hmm. with many things including OCD mm-hmm. because they weren't able to stay focused, so they had to develop maladaptive coping skills. Um, and the reality is that when we know more and we know better, we can diagnose people and help them. But a lot of times, these kids that were maybe undiagnosed, you know, 25 years ago, um, were kids that maybe were having um, problems academically mm-hmm. or having IEP or, guess what, behavior issues. So IEP? Individualized education plans. So Mm -hmm. it's like when the kiddos have um, specific things at school that the teachers are um, more, they they have like um, accommodations. Okay. Okay. So um, that's one of the things that I I always say is like, yes, can we um, have people that use it as an excuse? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Are there people that are simply distracted and don't have ADD? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going to sort of make sure that if you're having symptoms of this, that you should talk to a provider mm-hmm. and make sure that you get assessed, especially, and this is really important, if it's impairing your functioning, okay? Um, and, um, you know, I know a lot, a lot of people that have adults that have not been diagnosed 
with ADD or neurodivergency, right? And they have developed type A personalities, so to speak. Oh, they're really, you know, they need to be perfect or, you know, they're obsessive about these things. Well, a lot of times what happens is when you cannot focus and you struggle with that, you start creating ways to actually maintain your focus. Mm -hmm. And so it can become like compulsive and obsessive. And so again, not everybody mm -hmm. is, a, we're, we're generalizing, but that is one of the things that a lot of adults um, have struggled with all their life and they found these maladaptive coping skills that now they're dealing with, you know, well, I'm a perfectionist mm -hmm. or every, everything has to be just so, or I, you know, I'm not going to fail, which we've talked about narratives before yep. in the past. And so this is how it can be created. So when, when we're going through and we're trying to determine like, how do I even have this conversation with my provider if I am thinking that maybe this is a possibility that I'm, uh, my brain is functioning in this way. What are some of those things that we can look to, to be mm -hmm. like, Ooh, these are just some, some flags we'll mm -hmm. say, well, there'll be yellow flags that we can be like, Oh yeah, maybe there are like enough of these. Yeah. I'm going to collect them and I'm going to talk to my provider about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the big things, um, and there are studies about this, how, um, sometimes attention deficit um, or ADD or ADHD can be correlated to poor behavior in children. Mm -hmm. So they can't sit still, mm -hmm. right? Um, at school, um, they may blurt out answers without ans like raising mm -hmm. their hand. Um, they might stand up in the middle of the class, um, that, that kind of impulsive behavior. Now, I've also seen adults that have those types of impulsive behaviors that they cannot sit still. Yeah. And that they actually blurt out things mm -hmm. during conversations. So that is a very, um, like a telltale sign. If you have, just know that that does not mean that is a bad, a bad behavior, that a kid is having bad behavior. Mm -hmm. They may actually be experiencing like that lack of impulse control. Can I, maybe, I'm going to ask it, not maybe, I'm going to ask a question around this and maybe push, push back a little. Sure. I'm just like, my question around no, that sure. is like with kids, like they need motion. That's really, Absolutely. that is a really, really important part of brain development. Mm -hmm. And when I I guess I don't know how long kids are actually sitting in their seats throughout the day, yeah. but I imagine it's quite a bit. And many adults have a really hard time similarly sit. So I'm like, well, if adults struggle to do this, mm -hmm. we're expecting a lot from kids Absolutely. that as they're developing, that's a really important thing. And, and again, not a parent, I don't have a kid in school, but it also feels like this narrative of like decreasing of physical activity throughout their school day, less recesses. Absolutely. So are we trying to adapt the kids into this mold that we're creating? And it's, it's hard yeah, to, yeah, to do absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I think, and that's where we have to say, we're going to, like you said, collect all these little um, behaviors and see if there's a bigger picture associated mm -hmm. to it. Obviously um, kids need movement. Adults need movement. If you are, um, an adult and you sit all day, you might want to stand. You might want to, you know, there's the, um, standing desks mm -hmm. like there. So we're talking about repetitive behaviors that cannot be, um, uh, corrected for children yeah. that they're struggling with. And for adults is behaviors that they literally like they're going to crawl out of their skin. Mm -hmm. So with adults, we get to move whenever we want. Yeah. So if all of a sudden, 
you you just are randomly standing up in the middle of conferences or you're feeling like you're crawling out of your skin, you know, and you've increased your activity. It's not that you're, you know, you have a medical problem with circulation or things mm-hmm. like that. So it's things that we're going to, it's an accumulation of things. So all these symptoms that we're going to talk about independently are not necessarily indicators of a neurodivergent um, diagnosis. However, a collection of them are. So that's a really, um, a really great thing to note. And yeah, I think that's important because it's, even though you just said it before you were going into this one example or this one flag is that we have to collect all of these Mm -hmm. and probably a bias of, of opinion. I feel like that's one of the big flags for kids to be diagnosed or at least in the mm-hmm. past we'll say I don't know what but that was my feeling was like oh they can't sit still or they like are active during class I'm like well yeah they're kids like yeah well yeah and there's always you, you know, know that so, age appropriateness right? yeah 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 um one of the other thing is like um one of the things that I help a lot of parents um uh parent mm-hmm. or or work with children that have um neurodivergency and one of the biggest problems that I see is that we might have a parent that understands the diagnosis and one that doesn't. And a lot of, not only children, but adults also that have ADD are perceived to be lazy hmm. um, well, or disrespectful. He's not listening. She's not listening. She doesn't do her chores. You have to tell her several times. Again, normal. We have to repeat for kids. Um, but we have to also note that people that have ADD require a different kind of follow-up. Mm-hmm. They require a little more prompting because they'll be looking at you and they might forget. They're not listening. Yeah. And so if you have um, somebody that is diagnosed with ADD and you see them doing that, please know that that is not that they're being disrespectful and they're not being lazy you have to do that and uh, the, the more prompting and I, I do tell parents that have children that with ADD, you know, when you tell your kid to pick up their room, that works for a neurotypical child it, and sometimes, um, but it does definitely does not work for a neurodiverse child because it's, there's a lot of things going on in that brain. Mm-hmm. I always, my clients always laugh because I say, you know, neurotypical people have, you know, ducks and they're in a row. Maybe a pigeon in there sometimes, but we have squirrels and mm-hmm. they're in a rave and we have lots of things going on in our head. And so it's trying to figure out with, I've had people even um, explain it as buzzing in their head hmm. because there's so much going on. Um so we want to make sure that, again, we're collecting all these pieces, all these symptoms, and that we it's not just individual things right we also have to take into account um age appropriateness Mm -hmm. levels of activity all those things but keep you know keep tally what are some of the things that you're trying to correct that your child is really really struggling with what are some of the things that you as an adult see in your partner and yourself that they're really struggling with even though they can't they're they're not noticing perhaps Mm -hmm. um or maybe they do um one of the biggest things for adults is procrastination okay okay so A lot of people say, well, I, I work better under pressure. Um, um, and that's that's okay. But there are, um, that is, can be one of the symptoms of ADD. It's that procrastinating because they work better rushed because their brain can focus because it's a short amount of time that they have to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, um, you know, it's, it's really um, 
it's really hard because it can cause a lot of problems for adults at work, right? Yeah. Or even in relationships, right? Um, forgetfulness. Um, you know, I'm not talking necessarily just this. I, I walked into the room and I have no idea what I'm doing in there. That happens to a lot of us. It's an, an anxiety thing mm-hmm. um, or simply a distraction thing. But if it's happening all the time, forgetfulness about conversations, forgetfulness that they asked the question at like two minutes ago, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, forgetfulness of I'm doing this task and this task, I picked something up and I went to the kitchen and I started this other task and I never finished what I started. That I see a lot. Again, individually, it might not be a big thing. Yeah. But if you're seeing it with all the other symptoms, that that can be something that we need to pay attention to. And I like that you keep keep emphasizing that it's together. This mm-hmm. is the thing. Because as we've discussed in, in different episodes and then even in this one, when we're talking about well, physical health, mental health, emotional health, mm-hmm. it's a Venn diagram, but it is Venn diagram on Venn diagram of like all mm-hmm. of these different things. And so there's a lot of overlap. Correct. And so you can have similar quote unquote symptoms that could mean multiple different things. And so we really have to take a step back and look yeah. at the whole picture. Yeah. Um, you know, one other, like, uh, um, in, in, to that effect, one thing that we find um, that there are studies on is how some children um, may appear depressed, um, and it's actually a sign of ADD because they are not being maybe successful at home or they're not being successful at school. Mm-hmm. They're getting a lot of pressure, so they start becoming very depressed because they can't function how they would like to function. And so um, that's actually, there's studies on that and Mm -hmm. how detrimental that can be to children. So um, I know, for example, my son, he, before he was diagnosed with ADD, I knew he had ADD, but his providers Mm -hmm. went through the, oh, maybe he's depressed. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 he's got ADD. And we were able to see that once the ADD was treated, the depression part went away because he was able to work at school how he wanted to. So what does that look like then? Because it's, unless if there's, is there other like big flags that before we, we transition, is there other big flags that you would say like, these are things to look at or consider that you may have ADD before we transition? Cause I'm interested now, like when we kind of like know what to look for, how do we start working in the realm that we're wanting to work best yeah. If we find this. So, yeah. So, we're going to look at um, seeming um, f- seeming disrespectful or defiant, mm-hmm. seeming lazy, forgetfulness, daydreaming, mm-hmm. right? Um, procrastination, having um, to do things in a certain order. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, once they get into a task, they have to do it in a certain order um, or they won't do things unless there's a certain order to them. Um, leaving tasks half undone. Um, um, just like can't sit still, the fidgeting, the tapping of the feet, tapping of the hands. Um, so those are, there are other quirky things like when you're laying down, lifting your hand up in the, like just, it's like a self-soothing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people that have to do that and they just, <laughs> they're laying with their hand up, okay. um, fidgeting with their feet or like with their toes at night. That is a sign that can that can be a sign of ADD. Um, so, 
things like that. So if it's fidgeting, if it's that type of thing, and it's it seems like it's a constant blurting out of answers, talking random information, um, always needing to associate a conversation with maybe one of their experiences because they're trying to mentally connect mm. to the, the conversation. That's something that we see a lot. Okay. And that's a, there's a lot of symptoms, but that's, that's those, are some, this, those are some. Those yeah. are like the top 20 hits. Yeah, sort of. So. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Uh, so if we've, we've determined that ourselves or our loved one or our kids have ADD, what are some like, what are, what are tips then that we can work on for ourselves and, and with our family members to, to make this an easier transition? Yeah. So for those of us that actually have the neurodivergency, some of the tips are, you know, make lists. Mm-hmm. Um, please don't be hard on yourself. Know that some things that may work for people that are have ADD may not work for you. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of color coding or I'm a huge fan of index cards um, in colors because um, we can color code and it our brain can match what's important um so making lists um setting alarms making sure that you have a quiet place where you can kind of decompress at the end of the day um and making tasks that are really big break them down into small tasks that's really important so you don't get overwhelmed so you don't get some celebration and both both so we want to make sure that we are being able to complete the task or that we are not starting a task and get distracted we're going to do smaller tasks and complete those mm-hmm. so it's not left half done got it I, i'm just imagining um for kids this has just got to be so hard because everything's on computers oh yeah and so i mean and, and, uh, and, and just talk about distraction of like being able to just stay focused mm-hmm. when when the squirrels are like that looks cool I know. And I know that we talked about like uh, uh, video games or electronics or whatever. And this is sort of one of those things is typically we say 10 to 15 minutes a task is Mm -hmm. and then a break. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean just stop doing it in my busby. Like you're doing math homework. Let's do math homework for 10 minutes and then let's do science homework for 10 minutes. Um, So we're just redirecting attention. With that redirection of not only attention, is it like physical physically moving into a different space because it sounds like there's a lot of pattern recognition Mm -hmm. for the brain in in these individuals is it like we do i don't know math in this seat and then we're going to go a couple seats down we're going to or the other side of the table and we're going to do science maybe yeah and again it depends um you know i've had clients that do both Mm -hmm. um or either or and it does make a difference on the person and that's why i say no don't judge yourself if you're trying to figure something out and it just isn't working yeah we got to try lots of different things for those of us that live with somebody with add or have a partner um with add um you know we love cool pencils and journals we may not use them but we love them I'd like to look at them yeah we, most definitely um i want people to make sure that they understand what add is like educate yourself be kind be understanding um and non-judgmental because trust me the people with add are judging themselves mm-hmm. much harsher than you can and if if we make fun of the way that they're doing things or things like that it might be working for them mm-hmm. and then now they're ashamed and they don't want to do it anymore yeah. so it's kind of like so it's it's really um it's really hard ask questions like hey is there something I can do? 
And a really, really important one that I think doesn't get talked about enough because I think people might get offended is don't interrupt. If your partner is in the middle of doing something and they have attention deficit, like give them a second to finish what they're doing. Don't interrupt because it can actually completely betray them um in in conversations if you're talking to your partner and they have add and you're interrupting their thought pattern they may not be able to go back to what they were saying Mm. i mean that's just general sounds like general advice yes yes (laughs) yes but but it's so much more so and then some people are like that they're like no but tell me what were you saying they're like i really it's gone. It's gone. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of things that um, that you can do as a parent. Uh, a lot of reminders. It, it goes a lot with again things that you can do even if you don't have mm-hmm. a partner or child with ADD. Yeah. Um, but I would say for people that have neurodivergent people in their life, just educate yourself. Ask for resources. Ask questions of the person. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, and, and don't shame them. That's a big one. What I like is, because we're going to like wrap this up in a second, but I think that just because there's a, if you're different than others or your brain works differently, yes, it, it can be harder in some things, but I feel like that it can be also an advantage mm-hmm. because your brain works differently and it mm-hmm. means that you perceive and work through. So what are some like, I don't know, superpowers that like, these are like neuro, <laughs> neuro quote unquote neurotypical people. They're just like we can't even so um, compete. I guess it's, on that. So um, with neurodivergent, just see we can hyper focus. Uh-huh. So when we get into a task, we can just just be very hyper focused um, and get it done. Yeah. Um, very attention to detail. Um, the other thing is that neurotypically, um, neurotypical people like want to. Um, multitask Mm -hmm. but they don't do that great um for add people we can multitask in fact it's it's like we'll have a phone and we'll have netflix and we'll have something and so typically i say that's terrible um but however when you have a lot of things happening in your brain you actually do much better with that Hmm. and so um being able to understand that the people around you that might be doing that it's not that they're being disrespectful it's that kind of thing like it's almost soothing on some level yeah Mm -hmm. um and so and also understand that sometimes um because you know we have so much dark squirrels are you know out of control in there that we might need a lot of quiet space Mm. um um and so there we our moods may shift very quickly like our speeds got it um, but you know, knowing, Hey, if you're a neurodivergent, you can hyper focus and you can do multiple things at once and it can work in your favor. So, yeah, I love that. I love that piece. Cause it feels like, Oh man, I, I like, maybe I have ADD if you're listening to this, but then it's also like, Oh, but this, there's some like mm-hmm. benefits that we just have to spin that perspective too. And not to say that you shouldn't, you know, talk to your provider about mm-hmm. this, you should. And then that gives you more resources to better understand how to help things work better for you. Absolutely. I think that's a lot of the, the conversation here is recognize what's going on, be aware of it, so then we can start applying different techniques so mm-hmm. then you can excel where maybe it's it's felt like you're just banging your head against the wall because you're like, I just am struggling in, in these different uh, scenarios. So um, to, to gather things up, 
closing my eyes, I'm imagining all that where all the squirrels are and, and what they've <laughs> what they've gotten. Um, like a lot of impulse behavior could be like for symptoms, quote unquote symptoms, um, needing blurting out, maybe raising, just having your arm up as a soothing technique. A lot of different body motions, maybe some twitching, um, being able to rather not focus at times on one thing, needing to shift. But then when we're shifting, we lose where we were going with that previous thing. Um, so other big flags that you could think of that I, I missed on those is we're just kind of um, like... No, those, quick, are, quick. those, those are good, are, yeah, those for are sure. Great ones. Um, and then some tips that we can look at is make lists, color code, um, to then allow ourselves to categorize the different things that are going on in our brain. I could also think of with that color coding... That's a good anchor point for our brains to help us get back to that that mm-hmm. point, which is great. If you have a child, 15 minutes on one thing, which I love to because then you can get up, move around maybe, switch to a different subject, come back, give yourself breaks mm-hmm. on that. Um, and then some like superpowers that, yes, it can feel like it's hard to get focused on something, but once you do get focused on it, you can become hyper-focused um, and you can multitask maybe more easily than other people are mm-hmm. able to. For sure. You Anything got it. else in there? No, boom, you got boom, boom, it. Boom. You got okay. it. Awesome. And, yeah, and, and, and again, this is a conversation that we can go on and on because there's so many quirky things that mm-hmm. are, are, are just, you know, they're funny and they impact relationships. But yes, the, those are really great. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on Painting Wellness. I'm Dr. Emerald, Doctor of Chiropractic. And I'm Kat Garcia, licensed professional counselor. And make sure to um, hit that follow um, if you want to listen to more topics. And you can find us on YouTube and all social medias and streaming, right? The Spotify and Mm -hmm. iTunes and Prime. Yes. Amazon. Yeah. 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 So. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Clinky clank. Clank. You guys, thank you. Bye.